Hello, and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Girl Talk. I am Coach B, and with me I have... Miss Alika. And we have a little bit of sad news for you guys. Um, Not too sad. It's just the end of our second season of this wonderful show. Bah, 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 bah. We have come again to yet another season ending. But we promise you this episode will be a good one to end on. Miss Alika, do you have... Well, do you want to start or do you have any announcements? Um, I'll go ahead and start. But I just want to say shout out to us for being consistent with this because... We got a lot going on. Okay. Let's be honest. You a whole mother in these streets. Okay. Grad student, teacher, author. Okay. Baby doing it. And here you go. Hold on. No, no, no. Don't down don't downplay your accolades. Come on back. All right. I mean, I'm okay. doing the thing. Doing the thing in school with a job. Entrepreneur. Podcast host. Yes. Don't don't play with us, okay? We are not one of them. And, and could never be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this episode, we are coming to you about things that we wish we would have learned in high school that probably could have changed our lives. All right. So Coach B, you wanna go first or you want me to start? Um are you, are you about, about to ask, ask me a question, question or are you, you about, about to just, just talk, talk off the dome? I'm going to say this first one because I think about this a lot. Okay. <laughs> so I wish I would have learned that friendships are not always meant to be permanent. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, friendships and relationships. Uh, that's something I had to learn the hard way. Um, probably up until college. Yeah, same. Not even with friendships. Not even like recently oh friendships to this day um <laughs> um but relationships yeah i ended that around college but listen i was just telling somebody um trigger warning let me just go ahead and put it out there um me and my husband was talking the other day about like domestic violence and i was literally um reading this girl thing and i was like i don't know why all of a sudden last night it clicked because it never clicked before but last night it clicked like this girl was saying you know she just needs encouraging words because she has to leave her baby daddy and she she has a three-month-old but she can no longer deal with his abuse and she has to do the best thing for her and her child and she has to get away she said i don't have no idea what i'm doing or where i'm going but i have to leave and i was like you know what I never put two and two together that that could have easily been me. Um, the first time I ever got hit by a guy, I was in high school, and we fought. And my husband was like, why you never told your parents? And I was like, how do you tell your parents? Like, how do you tell them something like that? It's either going to be I'm not believed or it's going to be what did you do? Or it's going to be, it, it's not that big of a deal. Or something something similar to that. So, um, but you know, you and I had a conversation similar with some, some stuff I've experienced. And I was like, mm, it's not that big of a deal. And you were like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? And I was like, yeah, it happened. I don't like, there's no really reason to talk about it. It is what it is. 
And yeah, like all of a sudden, for some reason last night, I was sitting in that. And I was like, and it's not the first time I talked about it. It's never going to be the last time I talk about it. And I was just like, wow, like, I really put up with some mess. Like, for what? For what reason? And I guess I never looked at it as domestic violence because I was fighting back. It wasn't like I was getting beat up. I was, you hit me, I hit you back. So it's a lot of times we don't hear that that's domestic violence. We hear it as just that you get hit and that's it. We don't hear the you fought back or anything like that. Yeah, it was even in college one time, it was to the point where my homies came to my room like, what just happened? Because I heard all of this because my homie stayed under me and he came upstairs like, what? He said, I better not ever hear nothing like that again. And I was like, listen, it got rough, it got rough up here. And like an idiot, I still went back and I still dated this guy. And I still tried to fight other girls behind this guy. And I curved other good dudes for this guy. And something my husband asks me all the time, like, why? Why? And I never have an explanation. Like, I don't know. He was like, you didn't come from that. So why did you think, you know, that is something you needed to do? And I was like, I don't know. We should have brought him in for this last episode, but we would have had to wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are way off track. Um, See? N- not your average. So, something I wish I would have learned in high school. Um, pick something that you like to do and stick with it, no matter who else doesn't like it for you. Ooh, the volume on this bus is astronomical. <laughs> and and to me, where this is coming from is in high school, um, I probably should have played softball, but instead I played basketball, and I did not like basketball. I played basketball because I had the height and I had the size. <laughs> I did I, not know you didn't like basketball. Yeah, no, my parents encouraged me to play basketball and digging deeper into that, my senior year, I didn't I wasn't going to play. I didn't even put basketball um like weightlifting class on my schedule and my coach went back and put me in the class and my parents told me let me be more specific my mother told me if I do not play basketball then I will not be able to go to any of the games don't ask her to go anywhere with anybody who was on the team and I will get a job and I was like well my my teammates are my friends so it was like, well, I guess I'm playing. And what's crazy about it is I dislocated my shoulder my senior year right before the playoffs. We lost. And I was either told to stop playing sports or to have shoulder surgery. And I decided to stop playing sports. That was probably for the best. Not really because I wanted to play softball. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, Yeah, so that's the thing. And another reason I brought up that point was because I never wanted to go to college. I wanted to go to the Air Force. I was in ROTC in high school. I was going to the Air Force. Um, when I talked to my parents about it, ding, 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 once again, my mother was so against it. And if I talk to her about it to this day, she's going to tell me she never told me no. But like I keep telling my parents, it's certain instances in my life that I can tell you 
exactly where I was at when we had this conversation and what I was doing when we had this conversation. So, and mind you, I forget a lot of things and I throw a lot of things to the back of my mind so I can forget. But if it's something like that, that means it's something that I remember and it happened. Exactly, exactly how I'm telling you it happened. So, um, yeah. So let's talk about yeah. that because we're off track anyway. But that is apparently a very cultural thing, like for pa- black parents to say that things never happened or they never did stuff. And that drives me because clearly I have it as a memory and it came from somewhere because I'm not just going to make nothing like that up. Right. Because for what? Right. Um, me and my mom often get into it because she will be like, I hate that you say that I said that because you did. Or you always trying to say I said something. You said it. I don't have any reason to lie. At this point, I'm over it, but um, I don't have any reason to lie. I'm grown. Exactly. And if you don't want to own up to the hurt you caused, just say that. Exactly. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Um and honestly, just to piggyback off that a little bit, another thing I learned, and this really isn't have anything to do with high school, but I used to hear this all the time, and it'd be like, let your haters be your motivators. But no, really, honestly. Um, I love somebody to tell me what I can't do or, or what I won't be able to do. I love. I mean, I love it. Because all you did was fuel the the passion, and now I have to prove you wrong. Yep. Now I got to show you I can. Now I have to show you I can. So no matter what else is happening, I'm going to get it done. I have to. Um, even speaking on this podcast, I told my dad I was going to start a podcast about, um, you know, teaching parents basically how to be parents and, how you know, Bridging the gap between kids and parents. And my dad said, you haven't even been a parent a year yet. How are you supposed to tell somebody what to do? You don't know what you're talking about. And I said, bit. And I want to say not even a week later, I called Miss Alika and I said, hey, I got an idea. What do you think about this? And I was like, let's do it. And it's so crazy because... And I had to break this down to my dad. I don't know if you don't know who I am. Um, not even being boastful, but a little bit boastful. I, I don't know if you know who I am. I don't know if you still look at me as your four-year-old daughter or what. But um, I know things. Um, I have a degree in child development, family consumer sciences, if we're being honest. Um Then I have been a pre-K teacher for about eight years. I was a behavioral specialist for two years. I have taught parenting classes from a child perspective and a parent perspective. I've been in daycares my whole life. I see the involvement between parents and their kids and the lack thereof. I know what I'm talking about. So don't play me like I don't, because around education and children, that's my field. I've been a mentor. I've sat in conversations where we had to come up with plans to help individual kids better themselves. Come on. You better pop your shit. So not even to brag, but don't let not even your parents downplay you. 
you are who you are and you are who you are for a reason and don't ever dim your light for anybody. Yes. Pop your shit. Always. Woo, I'm off my soapbox for a second. <laughs> and now I'm about to hop on mine. So we're always taught to be humble, et cetera, et cetera. But here's my thing. Humble means for, literally means for you to downplay yourself, for you to dim your light so other people can shine. For what? Why? Why would I do that? Because, no, like, other people not, not even other people not going to dim their light for me, but we can all shine together. So why would I downplay myself and what I've accomplished and what I can do just to make you feel better about yourself? No, nah, I'm good. But you know what I'm having a hard time with right now is um, it's one thing to shine your light. It's another thing to be boastful. And I'm going to pop my shit when necessary, but I am around a a few people who any chance they get a chance to brag on themselves, they will. And I, I'm just not that type of person. Like, you hear how on here when we finally do pop, you know, we be like, okay, yes. Because we have been taught to be humble. And it's nothing wrong with feeling yourself and being boastful. But honestly, people don't want to hear that all the time because you never know what somebody's going through. Not saying, you know, if it's not something huge, you shouldn't be celebrated. I'm not saying that. But every time you pick up the phone and call your homegirl, do you think she really wants to sit there and listen to you brag on yourself and talk about how hot you are for 30 plus minutes? Nobody wants to hear that. Unless y'all are going back and forth celebrating each other. Okay, now if it's a conversation about let's celebrate, but just like I said, when people call you and dump all their mess on you, you need to see if somebody's in the mindset to listen to you brag on yourself for 30 minutes. Because if this person is already in a mm, meh headspace and they, they're on the bridge of feeling bad for themselves and barely making it, and you just call and brag on yourself for 30 minutes, you basically just shit on them, and now they're walking away from the conversation feeling defeated. And that's never a feeling you want for people. Especially you're supposed to be somebody that you care about. So, And some of y'all are just so arrogant that you don't even realize you do it. Um, but I advise you to like check yourself sometimes and go back and see... You know, if you're doing that. But speaking of that humble word, why do you think some of us are taught to be humble and some of us are taught to let your light shine? See, I'm not sure. Because I can say this. Me and my boyfriend are different. Like, for the longest, when we first started dating, I was always like, mm, I got to light down, but I got to keep it. And he's always like, humble for what? No. Like, even when he was coaching kids in basketball, he's like, why would I tell them to be humble? They're good. People should know that they're good. So I'm not going to tell them to calm down. I'm not going to tell them to be humble. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. And it's so crazy because my husband, he is humble, but he's not. Like, he's quietly humble. But any chance he get, I know I look good. My mama Ben told me I was handsome. 
Can't nobody tell me that I'm not. And it's so crazy because as many people look at me and be like, God, and this is not being boastful for real. As many people that look at me and be like, I wish I had your shape or I wish I had your look or look at Brittany. If you knew me deep down, you'll, I am insecure as hell. Like, <laughs> and every now and then when I do pop my ish, my husband be like, okay, I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been new. What you waiting on? And I be like, you right, babe. You right. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I don't know where. Where do you think insecurity stem from? Well, I, well, I don't even know if I should ask that question because I can go down a rabbit hole. Same, but I don't know because weirdly enough, my dad. I mean, he wasn't a fan of my choice of dress, but he would tell me that I was a pretty girl. But he would also follow that with, that's why I'm going to get raped if I go out somewhere. Wow. What? That's a lot. Yeah. Like, I was not allowed to wear shorts out of the house because I was pretty. And men would th- would take it as an invitation to do things to me. Um, like, everything he would always tell me, he was like, you're pretty, but this could happen. So, yeah, I don't um ever, I don't ever recall being called pretty growing up. So, that probably has a lot to do with, um... My insecurity, what I was um, told a lot was, why are you so tomboyish? Why are you dressed like a boy? Why you can't eat like you got manners? Like, I ain't going to lie. For some reason, I was a very messy eater, eater for some reason. And my threat was always, if you don't act like you have some sense, we're going to put you in a cotillion. And I hated dresses, so a cotillion was definitely not what I wanted to do. So that was always my threat. And I ran across um, a post the other day on Facebook, and I was like, yo, this resonates with me. It says, I never thought much about my body as a kid until a family member said, you should lose some weight. Along with a number of other comments over time, this made me very aware of how I looked. And I, and I shared it because I slick wanted some of my family members to see that. Because how as a kid would you know? Listen, and... and, and and coming from somebody who got it at home and at school, um, I'm just happy and thankful that the Lord see me right on through that because a lot of people don't come come back from stuff like that. You get you get the eating disorders, you get you know the bulimia, you get the you know trigger warning, you get you know harmfulness to yourself. So, yeah. That's why, to the best of my abilities, I don't let anybody say my son is big or fat. No, no, no. You won't put that on him. Worry about you. Period. Oh, he's so mean. No, he's not. He's expressing his emotions. He doesn't have the words yet. And he might just not like you. Y'all, I'm not going to front. I remember my daddy said, Move before I pop you. I said, pop who? Not my son for what? Being a child? Period. He was like, you know what I mean. No, I don't know what I mean. But I, but now you know what I mean. Not mine. So, yeah. Anywho. So what's something else that you wish you would have learned in high school that you could have carried through life? Money. See, uh, uh, me and money have a difficult relationship. Not that I, not that I can't save it. It's just 
I save it for the fear of running out. And my husband is total opposite. Like, I can have a decent amount of money sitting in my savings account. And he'd be like, why is it sitting there? And I'd be like, rainy day. And he'd be like, yeah, no. Um, if I if I need it, I'm going to touch it. Yep. But it's crazy because let me tell you how scared of being broke I am. I have one, two, three, four, four bank accounts and a credit card. Yeah. I will move that money. Mm-mm. Because, I mean, I've always lived like, mm, I'm going to get paid again. Even when I got fired in a city where I had nobody, I was like, mm, I'll get paid again. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, no. Like, when I get paid, when I tell you my paycheck goes so fast, but it's only because I am dispersing money through bank accounts. When I get paid, I hit my account. I hit my son's account. I hit my business account. I put some in my savings. I put some towards my credit card. <laughs> like my husband was like, "Excuse me, I wish I was that disciplined because I'm literally that afraid of being broke that I have money in different places." Thank God for my boyfriend, because this ain't it. I am not. I pay all my bills because I get paid once a month, so I pay all my bills Oof, on that day. No. I mean, I also get paid weekly and bi-weekly and once a month, but okay, my big check comes once a month. I pay all of my bills that I can on that day. It really bothers me that Georgia Power don't post until, like, the second, when I get paid on the 20th, but whatever. I pay all my bills on that day, so whatever money I got left is my spending money. And that's probably another reason why I go ahead and disperse my... I wake up, I say my prayers. If I remember right then and there, I'll start moving stuff, but once I get to work, I go like, okay, let me... This to the bill account, this to my account, this to my son's account. So, yeah, because once I do all that, I need to see how much money I got left to play with. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Am I eating out today? Am I eating out today? Am I going shopping? But see, I just started shopping again. Because for the longest, all my money would go to food and like stuff for my businesses. I would not spend on clothes. I wouldn't spend on anything. But... After a mental breakdown a couple weeks ago, <laughs> I decided that I can afford to live my life and buy clothes. And now I'm on a purse binge, which is not a good thing, but, you know. Hey, we've been there. Um, I want to say around December, I started telling myself, hey, <laughs> you're not just working to pay bills, shorty. So I started giving myself like a 50 to $70 um, limit to buy um, close with every paycheck. So fifty to yeah, fifty to seventy every two weeks. You looking at what a hundred, hundred twenty five ish, hundred thirty ish, depending on every two weeks. I felt like that wasn't bad. So you looking at two hundred dollars worth a month worth of clothes, and you know ain't nobody buying nothing but from Shein now. So you know fifty dollars. That's three, three and a half, four outfits depending on. So I was like, let me go ahead and start um building up my summer clothes now. Yep. So I done spent at least let's see, I spent two sixty today on purses. Then you know I had to get my um shout out to Brandon Blackwood. Okay then. Had to get those on Monday. Girl, I was almost late to work fooling with him. Trying to make sure I caught that drop at twelve exactly. 
And you know what's crazy? I saw a post today that, um, like, Marshalls and TJ Maxx and Ross was having a big purse sale. I used to be a purse person, but um, I'm so lazy. I don't want nothing hanging on my arm. I love it now. Like, in the middle of my, like, elbow thing, I love to just sit a purse there. I don't know where it came from. I wasn't always like this. I used to like book bags because I could just throw it on my back and go. Okay. But that probably come with motherhood, too, right now. Like, hey, I don't have time. My hands are always full. I don't want to hold on to nobody's purse. And see, I'm tired of my hands being full, which is why I'm getting a purse and just throwing everything in there. Oh, and that's probably why I also... um don't want to carry a purse because I will fill it up. I will have binders. I will have folders. I will have baby stuff. I'll have snacks. So, yeah, no, I don't. Mm-mm. I'm too lazy. I'd be like, babe, please hold this. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, I do wish that I would have learned better about money in high school. The one thing I do remember is our principal, Kyle Smith, came into our real-life class and said, Everybody should have a credit card at 18 that they have to pay on because it'll teach them to learn to save and balance money. It'll teach them responsibility. And do I agree with that? Yes. However, I was not disciplined with money when I got my first credit card. So there was I was going to say, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I didn't get my, I got my first credit card at 29. And the day I signed for it, um, my mom was like, I don't think you should do this. This is not a good idea. And I was like, I'm getting it. (laughs) So I got it. And the only reason she was there was because my account, for some reason, was still a college account. And my parents' name was still on it. And I had to take them off of my account. And shouts out to Bank of America. They, um, They had to be there in person. So that was the only reason they were there. But, um... I did good with my credit card for a while, and then just recently, I haven't been doing the best, but I mean, I have a pretty outstanding, like, something I don't ever plan to use type of credit, (laughs) so... um, No, don't give me nothing like that, because I can't pay that off. They gave me four like that, and... I can't pay that off. Yeah, I bet. So, but I mean, where it's at now is nothing too bad. But I think I get this from my dad. He's he's pretty good with money. He's actually really good, uh, borderline stingy. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Both of my well, no, my dad is like, I see it. I want. It, I'm gonna buy it. My mom was like, No, we we can't spend any money. You can only get five pair of pants. Yeah. So that's how me and my husband differ. But that's why I also started my son a bank account. I. My son has more money in the bank than I do. He's one years old. Turn up, sir. He, yeah, he's one years old. People be like, what does he need? Money in his bank account. Money in his bank account. And I told my husband, even if that account only gets to 10 bands, I'm cool with that. Because 10 more than he started with, 10, 10 more than he would have had without. So... Graduation? I don't know. Um, me and my husband was talking about, you know, um, potentially giving it to him once he graduated high school. No, I first said when he went to college, you know, my husband said, who said he had to go to college? And I said, you're absolutely right. Cause he sure, he sure, he sure doesn't have to. Um, 
He can decide to go to trade school. He can decide to take a break. He can decide, I mean, whatever. Um, I don't know, you know, I can't, I can't assume how much is going to be in there, but it's more than nothing. So, because we was like, depending on, you know, how much we put in there, when it's time for senior dues and stuff like that, we don't have to be shooken up. Like, oh, God, how are we going to come up with, go go get it out of that account. Yep. Do you know my mom used to take money out of the account as punishment to me? Wow, your own money? Yeah, like they would put the money in there, but I got in trouble seventh grade and was supposed to go on a trip that she had already paid for. So her response was to take the money out of the, out of that account. So I, even though I couldn't go, she took the money out of the account. She said, I'm going to take it out of your bank account. Ma'am, you put that money in there. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> that is tough, okay? Yeah, but you put that money in there, man. Ain't nothing worse than saying, Mom. You get some money, and they be like, Mom, you hold my money till we do something, 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 something. And then you come back and ask for your money, and they be like, what money? Exactly. I use that money, and I be like, Mom, get my money back. As long as I owe you, you never go broke. Yep. They oh. quit with it. Okay, Steve. Right. So, yeah, so um, back to this money thing. It's very huge that you know some type of responsibility with um money especially if you don't from don't come from like a family who knows money fundamentals um my I know how to save money but that's it so now we're getting into investing and you know all those beautiful wonderful things so that's where I'm at right now in my life when it comes to money because like my husband says all the time if you got $500 sitting in your bank account, it's going to do nothing but sit there. Versus, you know, if you invest it, you know, you, it'll, it'll grow. You'll earn money off of it. So that's where I'm at. So we're just soaking all that stuff in, trying to do better and be better. Um, yeah. But I will be putting my son as soon as he turns 16 on my credit card. Yes, I will absolutely be doing that. My father-in-law did that with my brother. Um, my boy graduated college with a perfect credit score. Come on. <laughs> that dog, on. Ooh, I was close. That is the biggest regret of my life. What, that you blew a perfect credit score? Yes, ma'am. No, you didn't. I did. That's how I got on credit cards. Oh, because you had a perfect credit card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And blew it. And I still ain't bouncing nowhere back to close. And you know what's crazy? I have a decent credit score. Um, it's actually a good credit score, but I really don't care. Um, and I know some people it's such a big deal, and I guess it's such a big deal to people who don't have good credit scores. Yeah. Cause I don't really care. Um I just don't wanna pay um down payments on stuff. Now that yeah. Yeah, especially especially when you're moving for the first time. Like, when I moved for the first time, um, thank God I had a decent credit score because they want their money. I'm talking about the water bill want to deposit, the light bill want to deposit. Don't have trash because they want to deposit, too. Um, the rental people, they want to deposit. Cable people, they want to deposit, too. So if you, if you budget it, <laughs> you might as well throw that budget out the window. Because I want to say somebody told me Georgia Power go up to almost $500 in a deposit. 
Who? My bill ain't even that high. Who, who finna pay that? You better break that down into monthly payments on my bill. Does Georgia have anything other than Georgia Power? Not that I know of. Not that I know of either. So if you can't afford that, what do you, you're out of luck. Stuck. Man. That's tough. Yes. I think the most I ever paid in a security deposit was like $250. And that was my rent. So I was like, okay. I had to pay my rent as a security deposit. Golly. In South Carolina, that's what they do. So you basically had to pay two months to walk through the door? Yep. First and last month's rent. God. But I'm I'm not going to front you. Um, Maybe they should start doing that more often. Like, let me go ahead and pay first and last month. Because once I decide I'm no longer living here anymore, I don't. Because you still got to pay that month that you were there. What? Yep. So let's see. I moved out. I moved in in, sep- in August. Moved out September of the next year. I still had to pay for September, even though I moved out the first week of September. Oh, that's probably because you stayed past your year mark. Mm-mm, but they knew I was going to stay. I mean, they knew I was leaving on that date, and they were supposed to prorate it, but they didn't, so I had to pay for that whole month. For one week, you had to pay a month worth? I wasn't leaving. I wasn't leaving. But keep the, keep, let me keep these keys then. Mm-mm, my my power had been cut off at that Oh. Oh, well, yeah, time to go. Yeah. They were starting to cut stuff off. So, yeah, it was time for me to go. But, yeah, like I, w- I had to pay for a whole other month. And then we had to argue after I had been out for over a year because they tried to say they evicted me. No, you did not. I have my email where I sent y'all 30 days notice and told y'all I was leaving. And y'all said, okay, y'all did not evict me. We not, mm-mm. Listen, these rental people will try to get on you because the last house that we left, um, we did leave without, like, vacuuming the floor, but we tried to vacuum. And the only reason, I mean, we tried to sweep, but the only reason we didn't vacuum is because I had the power cut off the same day we were leaving. And they cut the power off, like, 10 in the morning. Jesus. So I couldn't plug up the vacuum. So we tried to sweep. So I'm emailing these people, like, we're a month out of moving. And I'm like, so, hey, where's our security deposit? And they was like, y'all left the house filthy. You didn't vacuum the floor. It was a smudge mark on the wall. Okay, but that's not $1,000 worth of work. I, I knew when I left because I was irritated with being down there and the whole process. I was like, I can keep that security deposit. Like, I don't But no, Alika, like, no. It was literally a smudge on the wall from when we pushed the mattress down the stairs. And, like... A little bit of dirt on the living room floor. Like, that's it. Like, that's it. And they was like, you're not getting this back because everything y'all messed up and destroyed was $1,000 worth of damages. Excuse me? I said, okay. So, and they was like, and it was actually over 1000 so y'all are going to have to pay us the difference. I said, oh, since we're doing that, let's talk about this, this, and this, and this, this, and this, and all the times that I asked for this, this, and this, and nobody came until two to three weeks later. Exactly. Do you know they never responded? Cause we're, the, uh. Because they knew I was going to rip them a new one. And to this day, I still have messages in my phone from them and emails in my um, email account from them. Just in case it ever comes back like they were bad tenants or something like that. Because I have an excellent rental history, so don't play me like that. Uh, the only place I got is the place I lived in before on my rental history. Well, technically. If they really go that deep, I live, I rented a place in Rock Hill, but 
But you got to think, the reason they did us like that was because they had, we were moving out on Saturday. They had told somebody they could move in on Monday. Wow. It was to the point where they were like, we know who's going to move in here, so can y'all leave a little bit early so I can show them around the house? Or do you mind us showing them around the house while you're there? You may not come in my home um, while I'm here or while I'm gone. That's you. We're not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. Yes. And we had so many issues at that house. So many issues. And we were, it was almost time to renew the lease. And I told my husband, I can't stay here anymore. <laughs> He was like, all right, bet. (laughs) So it's a lovely thing until you have to clean it up. Yeah. And don't add a child in the mix. My God. I think I'd rather a child than a dog. As soon as you clean up, you go and snatch everything out of the toy chest thing. And it's back all on the floor. And you got cookies and crackers and fruit bars and, uh, well, sometimes it is. <laughs> so any last minute um, advice or things you wish you knew in high school, Miss Alika? No, but you said something earlier and it really resonated with me. You said we're trying to do better and be better. Yeah, for sure. That. I really like that. That touched my spirit. Yeah, it's no need to have this information if you're going to still be stagnant. Yes. No better, you do better. Because stagnant is not a place you want to be. Okay, because what I learned in class is you'll grow older and grow resentful of your life. And um, and you'll need therapy to help you navigate <laughs> the last little bit of your life because you're not satisfied with what you did with the time you had. So, hey. I agree. Refuse to live like that. And can't. I deserve to live in luxury and abundance. Okay. Come on now. I don't even need the luxury. I just need to be able to live comfortably and feel accomplished and proud of myself. Nope. I've always... I've always known that I want to be a black girl in luxury. Yeah, no, I don't need that. (laughs) But, you know, to each his own. And whatever makes you happy and whatever makes you proud of yourself, do that. No matter who has anything else to say. Period. And that's just that on that. It is. All right. So this is the last episode of season two, but you can always reach us. Coach B, I realize I'm closing with asking if you had anything else to say. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So, yeah, follow us, find us on Facebook, like, subscribe, share, and comment on this podcast, and we will see y'all around. (laughs) When we see you. Bye!